Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Following on from last week's journey through Ephesians, keeping in mind that in Christ Jesus, all things in heaven and earth will be brought together as one. That is, both spheres, the heavenlies and the earth, will be united in perfect harmony in Jesus. Where in the fullness of time, we will live together with God and each other in a place where evil does not exist. There will be no more sorrow, no more loss, no more tears, no more death and no more pain. For all who have said yes to Jesus, yes to God, Eternity will be living in the fullness of God's kingdom of equality and respect, where all people of every tribe, gender and age are equal. Even though our salvation is eternal, and we have this eternal hope, it is God's will that we live spiritually in the equality of his kingdom now, in this world damaged by evil. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 22. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at the time that you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and to those who were near. For through him, We both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So those of Jewish lineage and non-Jewish lineage become one in Christ Jesus. At the time of writing, there was inequality between those of Jewish lineage and those that were not. There was a middle wall in the temple that separated the Jew from the non-Jew. 
In fact, the non-Jews were relegated to an outer court. Even within the court for those of the Jews, there was a dividing wall between male and female. Within the temple, there was an inner section that was considered the most holy of places. In this place, only the priest of Jewish lineage could enter and make sacrifices on behalf of the people. As part of the sacrificial system, God gave the Jewish people the law so that they could realize their need for a savior and choose to be truly free. Jesus' sacrifice was for all people throughout the ages, even those who will never receive him. But having received Jesus' human sacrifice of himself, we are brought near to God the Father, into the love relationship of intimacy and oneness this intimacy and oneness that Jesus the Son and the Father have, where we are declared holy, without blame. We are accepted in the Beloved, redeemed, forgiven, saved, and sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Jesus is our peace. He has made both Jew and non-Jew one in him. In receiving Jesus' sacrifice, that enables us to believe and receive. He is the peace and union between the divine and the natural, spiritual and physical, infinite and finite, the heavens and the earth. Jesus is also the peace between the Jew and the non-Jew, male and female adult and child, slave and free, all are equal in God's kingdom. In Jesus we are no longer foreigners, but fellow citizens of heaven, members of God's household, a child of the living God. Each one of us individually is the dwelling place of God. We are fitted together as his holy temple. For wherever God dwells, it is declared holy ground. We are his holy ground. In Christ Jesus, our finite bodies are the dwelling place of the infinite God. God's presence with us is heaven on earth in us. Jesus, having made peace for us, enables us to be at home with God dwelling in him so that we can live in this world damaged by evil, out of the same intimacy and love that Jesus had when he walked the earth as a man, with the Father in heaven. In Christ Jesus there is no separation from God or each other. We are fellow citizens of God's eternal household throughout the ages. So together with the apostles, who were eyewitnesses of Jesus' time on earth in human form, we testify to the powers, the manifold wisdom of God. The wisdom and great sacrificial selfless love of God in Jesus' birth, life, death, resurrection and ascension into heaven. The apostles' testimony of Jesus and their writings of the New Testament come together with the writings of the prophets of the Old Testament. The prophets prophesied about Jesus and his coming. Together the New and Old Testament formed the foundation of the truth. That is the truth about God 
the Father, Son and Spirit and the truth about us in him. In Jesus, both those who receive God of the Old Testament and those of the New Testament, which includes us, come together as one. The fulfillment of that will come into a physical reality when Jesus returns. However, it is a spiritual reality for us now, even as we live in this physical world damaged by evil. As we are spiritually transformed in this world of inequality and injustice, we can see others through God's eyes. God's eyes of unconditional love, equality and respect. That is his transforming work and the daily journey with him. As we daily surrender our selfish desires, our selfish desires that want to control and manipulate another to get what we want, we surrender them to that of the Father's will, which is to bring all things together as one in Christ Jesus. We receive more of his love, truth and power. For it is only out of Christ Jesus' love in us that we can be empowered to live in this world damaged by evil, seeing others as God sees them, equal, equal. In Ephesians, the Apostle Paul has much to say about this. He puts it this way, Submit to one another. Submit is to surrender the selfish desires to control or dominate or manipulate another to get what self wants. And in the culture at the time of writing, there was enormous imbalances of power. Humanity's hierarchical systems and structures were evident in every relationship. In this world damaged by evil, humanity's selfish desires to control and manipulate and abuse power are still with us today. The culture at the time of writing determined that the male was the only power and authority in a marriage. A man's selfish desires are to control or dominate and oppress another to get what he wants. So Paul, knowing this, speaks life and light, freedom and respect into the relationship of marriage. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. And in verse 28 to 29, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. And verse 33. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. To the husband who has been given the power by the culture at the time that is without God, God is saying, surrender. As you surrender that desire to control and dominate your wife, you will receive more of my will. My will is that all things are equal and one in Christ Jesus, my son. 
So out of a revelation of my love shown to you and given to you in the gift of my son Jesus, husbands, you ought to love your wives out of my selfless love in you. Even though Paul is also talking about the relationship of Jesus and the church in this passage, he also speaks to the wife of the relationship of marriage. So again in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And verse 24. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. To the wives, God through Paul says, Surrender your desire to control and manipulate the husband to get what you want. As you wives surrender your selfish desires, you will honour and respect your husband out of the love that you receive from me. The cultural imbalance of power and its negative effects upon the marriage dissolves as both husband and wife surrender their selfish desires. Even though we are living in this world's hierarchical structures and imbalance of power, the husband and wife relationship in Christ Jesus is to be one of equality and respect. And this is the work of God, as each one surrenders to God and receives more of him. Another relationship of imbalance of power that existed at the time of writing was masters and slaves. God does not approve of slavery or oppression of others. The empires of humanity without God have oppressed others and bought and sold people, treating others as inferior beings. However, given that owning a slave was legal under the Roman Empire, Paul again speaks light and life, freedom and equality into the injustices of this world. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 to 9. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with eye service, as men pleases, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service, as to the Lord, and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord whether he is slave or free. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Paul advised that those in power, in this instance the masters, Surrender their selfish desires to Father God's will, which is equality and freedom in Christ Jesus for all. He will transform. So out of God's love and truth in them, they will treat others, including slaves, with honour and respect, 
see them through God's eyes of love as equal. It is clear God does not show any partiality. He loves and honours each one equally. And same for the slaves. When they daily surrender their selfish desires to control and manipulate others, to impress others to get what they want, they receive more of God. They too will see others as equal and be truly free. In surrender to God, receiving from Him, both master and slave will see each other as equal through God's eyes, thus breaking the negative effects of the imbalance of power in relationships in this world damaged by evil. Another relationship in this world damaged by evil is children and adults. At the time of writing, children were considered lesser than an adult. So Paul speaks to the one that has the power. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Fathers surrender the selfish desire to dominate others to get what self wants and receive more of God's love, truth and power. For out of his transforming work within, then, fathers, you will love and nurture your children instead of dominate and oppress, and see them and treat them as equal, with equal honour and respect. Paul also has wisdom for the children. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Again, just like the slave and the master, God does not approve of imbalances in relationships. And in this world, a child does not have power and is to be protected, nurtured and loved. Obey is to first listen. To be able to listen and learn. A child also is to surrender their selfish desires. For it is only out of receiving more of God's love and his transformation in the heart that a child will be able to value their parents and with God's honour and respect treat their parents that way. Again, in surrender of selfish desires to that of the Father's will, which is that all are united and one in Christ Jesus. He brings that unity and oneness into our relationships, even those that have the imbalances of power in this world damaged by evil. As we daily surrender our selfish desires to that of the Father's will, He transforms us. It is together we are His testimony to the praise of His glory for ever and ever. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.